I would do anything for Emma Stone, but I won't do that. Mm, no, I'd do that. No, no, I'd totally do that. From Easy A to Zombieland Z, this is Can We Get Emma Stone to Listen to This, the podcast that aims to answer exactly that. I am TV's Kevin Lanigan, and no, it's not a sex thing, it's a challenge thing. When the great explorers of our time, when Sir Edmund climbed Mount Everest, did he do it to peak at the peak? No, he did it for the love of of the game, and that is why we are here. Not to entrap Emma Stone, not to trick Emma Stone, but to merely get her to listen to this podcast. Might be a little little bit of a subdued one today. Um, and again, Emma, the phone lines are now open, and again, no movement on the Emma Stone front this week, but we persevere. We soldier on onward Christian soldiers marching unto war, but swap out Christian for... Emma Stone podcast soldiers. Thank you all for, for the support that you've given me thus far. Thank you all for for reaching out to me about your concern and your ideas. Um, again, if you come to me on Twitter, I will not respond to you. If you have any official queries or ideas, thoughts, progress, manifestos, Screeds of, no, please stop. Why are, why are you doing this? Why on earth are you doing this? Can be directed to the official email of the show. Can we get this pod at gmail.com? Might be a little bit of a quiet one this week. Just a little bit of a fair warning. I am not recording this episode in my normal sound booth in Queens, New York City. I'm recording it in a mobile sound booth in the lobby of my, my doctor's office. I'm waiting for an appointment. Uh, the last the last three weeks since I've been making this show, since I put this challenge onto myself, have indeed been challenging. Maybe I should have been able to predict that when the show began, but here we are nonetheless. Now I have not been eating well since this show began. All of all of my thoughts have been turned to ways in which I might get Emma Stone to listen to this. I have not had the 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 wherewithal to plan out three square meals a day or to even acquire them by traditional means. I've been eating whatever is available to me, which at present is not an awful lot. But, um, oh, yeah, we're having a rough time. All sorts of weird colors are coming out of different sides of my body. And um, I, I, I am unable to recognize human faces at this point. Everyone just looks like a large hot dog with arms and legs. And if you are a fatter person, you look like a hamburger. I want to consume every person I see. And yet the great Twilight Zone irony of it all is that I want nothing more than for Emma Stone to consume this podcast. Not to, not to like, unwrite it from existence. Emma Stone is not a void fish. She is just the object of this podcast desire. And we, every week, will strive ever more and with our whole heart to get this show into the ears of... I'm being as quiet as I can. I'm doing the best. I have a show to make. Well, I don't care, Debra. If you don't... I'm being as... I brought a sound booth. 
I'm doing the best that I can. But I have a deadline to meet. Some people, I tell Well, if the doctor were faster, you wouldn't have to put up with this at all. Maybe kick his ass into gear. Sorry about that, audience. Some people, a lot of people, don't respect my art. In fact, if I were to be so bold, I would say no people. But we will tally on nonetheless. We will... I don't know, y'all. I'm in a bit of a crisis mode. I... I've been studying up on my Emma Stone so that I so that I can devise sort of different ways that we might get the show into her ears. Um, and I've been looking at her filmography for help. Um, the other day, I watched The Help, seeking indeed for the titular Help. Um, and I thought when I picked up this this DVD at a rundown blockbuster with the windows busted open and the new release section covered in bum urine, I saw one unblemished tape among their numbers. One, one golden beacon, as the, as the case for the help is very yellow. Saw one light in the infinite darkness, and that light was the glowing face of Emma Stone beckoning me towards this major motion picture that was offering me the help that I so desperately need, and I, and I put this film into my digital video disc player and 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 as you know i arrived uh, I, I sat through the previews as i as i did want to know what films were coming out in 2011 i have that to look forward to now and i reached the main menu the back of the dvd indeed um tried to tried to sell me on on its purchase by offering me interactive menus i did purchase the disc um it felt wrong though there was no employees or or power or carpet left left in the in the retail space i did indeed purchase the dvd i left a small sum of money on a, what remained of the counter um I pushed aside some empty boxes of milk duds and left the proper amount of money sitting there for whoever provided the DVD for my service, and I, and I thanked them generously for this gift, and so I arrived at the main menu, was greeted by the, the ordinary list of options, the word play, uh, special features, scene selections, and um, options, uh, or whatever modification on the word options was available on this particular digital video disc and and as the soundless clips from the film unrolled i well i i sort of unrolled i i looked at the prospect of sitting through the help and i could not do it and it was not because it appeared at the time to be a film made up of entirely digital dancing hamburgers i i wondered if i had purchased indeed one of those mcdonald's original films that existed for some time uh ronald scared silly uh, Ronald, there was one where they were a pirate. You could get these half-hour animated VHS tapes from your local McDonald's, and they would be framed by these strange live-action segments where Ronald McDonald and a dog of his would greet you in a room. And there was no there was no context given for this, so you, you were wondering if you were missing a larger piece of a puzzle if you were watching some sort of bear in a big blue house weekly television show but instead of a bear there was a clown mascot and you and and then at some and again needless production value this was a very well designed house and they they had a special made up dog available and again that man the ronald mcdonald had to go through extensive 
wardrobe and makeup to, to every single day on set. And we give a lot of credit to, to people like Zoe Saldana and Dave Bautista for their extensive makeup work, but I don't think enough credit is given onto the Ronald McDonald for uh, what I can't imagine is a very large sum of money. But anyway, yes, and then Ronald McDonald, after answering some listener questions from the kids at home, would slide down a slide and enter an animated world, which feels needlessly complicated, but who am I to argue with the McDonald's filmmaking team? And they would go on a sort of adventure, and there was the Grimace, and there was the Hamburglar, who I believe was on their side at this point, sort of in a Magneto back and forth. Sometimes he is the nemesis, sometimes he is the the lead of the Xavier School, who all, all the students look up to because... Well, he survived the Holocaust. He's a tough man. Also, he can move all metals. And I... Where was I? I was on the the main menu. And the prospect of sitting through the help just seemed too daunting. Not that it seemed like a film that I wouldn't enjoy, but it seemed like a lot of effort for a film that I imagine I would only enjoy a little bit. And, and how much information could be gleaned from the help, really? I mean... What am I going to do? Try and get Jessica Chastain's attention? Invent a sub-separate spin-off podcast where I try to get her attention so as that I might get Emma Stone's attention? It's all too much. It's a lot for one man to bear this cross that I bear, that I carry up to to the Calvary where I will be put upon the mount. I think the, the Christ metaphor is accurate. I think I'm going through exactly the same amount of pain and torment for what I believe, as did the Christ, and I think he and I will be similarly revered by history and will similarly and will similarly be played by Jeremy Davies on American television programs like American Gods. So I did not watch The Help is sort of where I where we ended up getting in this particular tale of woe. Speaking of tales of woe, let's go to letters. Welcome to Letters, the section where I read real letters from real listeners. If you would like your letter read on the show, you can send it to canwegetthispod at gmail.com. But for now, here is a letter from Paul. Thank you, Paul. Um, it, is, uh, it says, Dear Corinthians. Okay, so this is, this is kind of a weird typo up top. I don't know what sort of text-to-speech service you were using here, Paul, that would lead you to this to Corinthians instead of Kevin. I get, no, I get how that could, that's phonetically similar enough. Um, it says, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given to you in Jesus Christ. Wow. Paul, thank you. That's, I've read a lot of letters on this show, but this one is truly touching already. I mean, from, from Jump Street, from the get-go. It, thank you, Paul, for in him you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech, and with all knowledge. Okay, Paul, <laughs> let me tell you, I I don't have all knowledge. I have some gifts of speech, sure. I, I, think, I think my elocution is top-notch. I think my diction is good. My vocabulary is calendaric in its proliferance. But I don't, <laughs> with all knowledge... Paul, if I had all knowledge, I would know how to get Emma Stone to listen to this, you goob. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Okay, there's a lot of God talk in this. 
Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. I lack one spiritual gift, and it's getting Emma Stone to listen to this. He will also keep you firm to the end. No, mm, not a sex thing. Need to underline, once again, not a sex thing. So that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I think faith is an important topic of conversation here. I, This podcast is built upon a rock. On this rock, I've built my church of faith, faith that if I keep working and if I keep making and producing this show week after week, that I can indeed get Emma Stone to listen to this. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters. Now, is that... What does he mean by brothers and sisters? Because I'm just one guy. I know the show is called Can We Get Emma Stone to Listen to This, but I'm just one guy. Is he talking to my audience here? Is he talking to the ABC drama Brothers and Sisters starring Sally Field? I don't know. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there will be no divisions among you, but that you will be perfectly united in mind and thought. That's right. We all have to present a strong, united front in our pursuit of Emma Stone's cochlea. My brothers and sisters, some from Chloe's, don't know who Chloe is, Chloe's household had informed me that there are quarrels among you. Now, is there, is there some discord among the fan base, among the stoned zoners, as I am now calling you? Is there some, what? Are there arguments of tactics in sort of the, in, in the ways that there have classically been debates between people that believe the ends justify the means and believe that you must do things by a moral code? How those two have always come at each other. Perhaps my fan base is subdivided into men of science and men of faith who endlessly duke it out. One believing that if you simply believe in your end goal that that is enough and one believing that there is a scientific, specific devised method for getting Emma Stone to listen to this, and I am open to any and all feedback that you might be able to provide listening audience. What I mean is this. Okay, maybe if I had read further, he would he would have explained and I didn't need to extemporate. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Mm. Okay, Paul. Thank you for the letter. Paul goes on at some length still, and um, I see in my inbox that he wrote, indeed, a second letter also addressed to Corinthians, but Paul, I can go no further. You're sort of getting off topic. We're a, we're a one-topic, razor-focused, spear-precise, with surgical precision, we can make this show what it needs to be to get Emma Stone to listen to this. And you're sort of veering off into left field. Who is Apollos? Who is Chloe? I don't know who you're talking about, but you need to rein it in. What is your thesis statement? I need, I need my listener letters to be formatted in a sort of inverted pyramid. There's a principle in journalism called the inverted pyramid. You might have heard of it. BuzzFeed uses it all the time. That you use the most important information up front, and then you extrapolate on it from there so that if I only read the first sentence, I would know what you're getting at. I would hear the biggest point and then it would sort of proliferate down from there. That's how I make my films as well. The first thing in any one of my films and any one of my film scripts as well 
This is not just an editing choice. Is that it begins with every bullet that goes off in the movie. We just get those all out of the way right up front because those are the most important. And then we have the car chases. And then we have the sex scenes, the titillation scenes. They're not as important as the sex scenes, but are also important. And then all that like talky drama, the boring parts that you can just kind of skip over. Um, An inverted pyramid of filmmaking. That's why in my side career as a semi-professional DJ, I always put the drop up front because that's the part everybody's looking forward to. And then I build away from the drop for several minutes. Does that make sense, Paul? I just, I really need my listener base to kind of get it together vis-a-vis letters. I, I can't, I can't keep doing these, these formless letters. So please, listeners, if you have a better letter, legitimately send it to canwegetthispod at gmail.com and I will answer them or respond to them live on the show. And that was letters. Thank you for that. My guest on the show today is uh, my good friend Jacob Kelleher. He um, he was one of my first friends that I made in college, and we sort of, we formed a, a very fast friendship that has lasted a lot of years. and And he was kind enough to guest on this show to to provide you all with some insight into um, how I might best attract the attention of Emma Stone. And oh, well, it seems as if it's my turn to go and to go and see Doctor. Um, Dr. Mann. Um, Dr. Mann has been my doctor for a long time, and I, and I hope he can really figure out what's wrong with me and, and why parts of my body are sort of shutting down. You can't see it, listening audience, because I am in a, I'm in a sound booth in a doctor's office, but the left side of my body is entirely useless. Um, I haven't had any sort of debilitating accident happen to me. It, I just woke up one morning and it wasn't working, and I thought I had slept on it funny. But no, I thought when I was cohabitating with a woman and we fell asleep in sort of a spooning position with my arm underneath her, I thought for sure that that was the root of the problem. But no, I, I, throughout the day, I was dragging my left leg behind me like, like so much. I'm getting a lot of dirty looks in this sound booth. You know, I'm not the only one here making new media content. I mean, there is a vlogger right over there. I mean, she is reviewing the VMA fashions right across the lobby from me. And I, uh, why am I so weird? Because I am on the cutting edge of new media. Because I am on the forefront of what the youth is into. Because I am providing this biting, hot content. I'm the weird one. I made a show today. What have you done? Have you gotten Emma Stone to listen to your podcast? I mean, neither am I, but have you? I mean, neither have I, but have you? Didn't think so. Anyway, I gotta have a guy look at my butthole real fast. See you after the interview. Jacob Kelleher, hail and well met. Welcome to the Stone Zone. So you're set on that name. Uh, yeah, I'm rolling with it. It's much easier to say than, can we get Emma Stone to listen to this over and over again? I don't know. Maybe it's just by the nature of this podcast that whatever title you seem to give it, it seems to seem like, despite your claim, it does seem in a sexual way. Oh, I have to go over this with everybody. No, it is, it's for the love of the game. Tom Brady doesn't play football to have sex with the football. It's, it's not called be- the Bone Zone. It's called the Stone Zone. It's your podcast. 
You can give it whatever terrible name you want. No, we can do this. I, okay, yeah. hold on. Can. So that's a C. We. W. Uh, get. G. Okay, this, this is not forming a good acronym, but let's keep going with it. Emma Stone. E-S. So we're at C-W-G-E-S-T-L-T-T. Oh, fuck. So it's Quag... Quags tilt Quags tilt. Why not? Welcome to si- Quags tilt. Why not something simple like "Notice me, Emma"? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Well, we're too late now. I have so much material that is. Can we get Emma Stone? I have. I have art already made. Oh fuck! All right. Nope. Yeah. Welcome okay. to Quags <laughs> tilt. Welcome, welcome to the Stone Zone. Jacob Kelleher, thank you for being my guest today on the no Stone problem. Zone. Uh, I'll start off this interview as big as I begin every interview. Um, what is your relationship to Miss Emma Stone, if any? I honestly don't know who she is. Well, this interview is over. Thank you, Jacob, for joining <laughs> well, me today. Well, 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 go- I might know her. Let me just do a quick Google search. Uh, Emma yeah, Stone. Please. Oh, fuck. Why oh, I, I know who Emma Stone is. Okay. I don't I don't know much about Emma Stone, but she's an what actress. What have you seen Emma Stone in? Um going through IMDb, uh seen The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, she was on iCarly. Seen her in that. Okay, you've seen her on an episode of iCarly. You've yeah, seen yeah. her in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Easy A, I did see that film. Oh, great film. I know her from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I don't remember her from there, but I've seen every episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and if she was on it, then I must have seen her there. Then you would have seen her there. Yeah, she was actually disguised as a potted plant in that. So it, it, she was hard to she was hard to pick out. She was a coat rack in the background. If you're watching a scene where Ashley Tisdale is really just just dressing down those Sprouse boys, um, and you saw like something in the background covered in hats, like sneeze. That that was Emma Stone. I seen Zombie Land. Mm, yeah, she's um. Oh, they all have code names in that. Wichita. Wichita. That's right. There's Little Rock. Yep. There's Columbus. There was Wichita. There was the Greater Philadelphia area. That was my favorite character. Was the Greater Philadelphia area. Oh wait, the Croods. She was the voice in the Croods. Yeah, you saw her in the Croods. You saw. <laughs> <laughs> you saw Jacob. You you have synesthesia. You can see sound, correct? Uh, yes, yes. That is a very real thing that I totally have. No, absolutely. So when you hear sound, you you know its origin. So actually, movies are kind of garbage for you because every time somebody like takes a step in the middle of the woods, all you can see is a guy in a dark room, like, smashing heads of lettuce. See, that like, wouldn't well, be so bad. Movies if it are garbage. That wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't the same guy with heads of lettuce for, like, every film ever. Well, he's like, good at what he does, and when you need a guy to smash lettuce, you you get Carl. Yeah, good old You Carl. go to Carl. He's the first guy in your speed dial. It's like, oh, fuck, you know what would sound really good here is a guy smashing a head of lettuce in a dark room. Carl. We gotta get Carl. Though if you can't get Carl, Brent's a pretty good substitution. Uh, Brent is okay. He studied under Carl for a little while, but the the student has not yet become the master. I, I recognize that. Like, Carl's still the first... Is this good podcast? This feels no, like bad podcast. Go great. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to help out with this whole Emma Stone thing. I have two ideas. The first one seems like you're already kind of halfway there. Go full on stalker. And then she'll have to listen to this in the court hearing as Exhibit A. Mm, oh, a fu- a loophole. 
I had not considered the loophole angle. I had only ever thought of, I'm going to get her to earnestly sit down at a computer and listen to this. Well, well, I had that- never considered <laughs> trickery. I had never thought of, like, breaking into a bank and, and playing it over the loudspeakers in the bank. Really? Like, that was... Never. It didn't occur to me. I had never thought of like becoming a DJ and showing up at Coachella with Emma Stone, of course, having front row setter tickets because I'm a great DJ. And instead of playing one of my sick bass tracks, playing this podcast, therefore <laughs> forcing Emma Stone to listen to it. And the whole time she's going to be like, when is the bass going to drop? And it's never going to. It's just going to be this podcast. So we have to get figure out a way of getting you in a room with Emma Stone. It doesn't matter the scenario, but if you can physically get around her, you can play the podcast. So far, this has been part of everyone's plan. That's a big impasse. That's not like, oh, step one, get in a room with Emma Stone. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. You know what? This is, it's a lot more difficult than that. I I understand that, and that's why we're going to run a few simulations. I got my dice here. I got my D&D book. Oh, sweet. I also have my dice. Awesome. It's weird that we both had our dice ready to go by our computers. It's not weird for me. I always have my dice. It's how I make any decision. I mean, there has been times when I've ordered just three Pepsis as like a meal, but that's what the dice said. The dice have spoken. I I already made you a character sheet as well. All right. So your strength stat is 14. Okay. Dexterity is a 12. Gotcha. Constitution is 18. Ooh, that's good. Wisdom is 14. Intelligence is 6. And charisma is 16. Guess I should start every adventure off. You're in a tavern. Is this, is this a fantasy setting or are we in, are we in modern day? I mean, like it's, it's fantasy, but there are smart phones. So it's so, Legend so, of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, that's a probably the best comparison. We are in the Kingdom of Hyrule. Gotcha. We are in yep. the Tavern of the Kingdom of Hyrule. An old man approaches you. It's dangerous to go alone, he says. Take this. And he hands me a sword. Well, I mean, like, if you want to cheat and read my notes, that's fine, but you now have a sword. <laughs> you should turn video chat off and you <laughs> stop holding your notes directly up to the camera. I don't want Kevin to see me, he said, before obscuring the camera with all of his notes. You have your sword, okay. and the old man requests to go retrieve a family heirloom. Okay. It is guarded in a deep dungeon. Is um, is is the is the relic a, a rock of some kind? It's an amulet. It it's a stone, a precious ge- gemstone. Uh, I see what of, I see what you're doing. Is it is it called J- Jacob? Jacob, Jacob, is it called the Emma Stone? Jacob? Yes, it is called the Emma Stone. <laughs> All right. I'm this, ready for an adventure. Yep. This ancient amulet is guarded by several traps, okay. monsters, and gotcha. various other uh, pitfalls of danger. Okay. So, do you just head off to the dungeon, or would you like to shop around, get some equipment, maybe try recruiting some party members? Ooh, okay. Um, let's, uh, is, is there perhaps three items with rupee amounts hidden behind the bartender? Yes, but you currently have no rupees. Ah, beans! And I probably gotta get to the stone to, okay. You know what? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna go. I'm just heading straight to the, straight to the temple. All right, you quickly set out uh, using your mini-map. You managed to easily find the temple. Um, in front of the, you now stands a large stone door. Okay. Uh, what languages do you speak? Uh, basic. Um, I took three French classes in high oh, school. Oh, that's good. It's in French. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, 
which, which of course, will translate for me. It yes, says... Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the stone door says, speak yes to enter. Oui. The door opens slightly, just enough for you to squeeze through. It is dark. Mm. As a human, you don't have dark vision, so you're having trouble seeing. Okay. Um, did I... I probably didn't remember to bring a torch, huh? Oh, no, that's in the basic adventure kit. You have a torch, you just have to bring it out. Okay, I bring out my torch. All right, you bring out a torch and light it. Um, didn't say of... light it. Oh, okay, you bring out the torch. And I'm like, why isn't this fucking thing working? Because I'm an idiot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, intelligence is just book smarts. Oh, wait oh, a minute. okay, but I got okay. street smarts. Uh, the one thing that we'll have to remember from now on, your intelligence is six, so you actually couldn't have read that. Uh, but yeah, just I, remember that you can't Do read I it. have a sort of fairy companion that read it for me? No, you do not. The fuck? We'll just say that you can't, you, you can read that one sentence in French. Okay, the only sentence I can read in French is speak yes and enter? Yes. Okay. It was not a very good French class. Okay, so I'm in this French temple. And I have a, I have a, I have a lit torch drawn. Yes. What do I see? Um, you see the door behind you still slightly ajar, but seems to be like slowly closing. Okay. Um, in front of you is a winding stone staircase. Are there the bones of dead adventurers who have quested so much to get the Emma Stone, but failed so not, early? Not, not many people have died on the stairs. Not there in might the, be, not there, there, might, there might be bones, level. there might be bones further down in the dungeon. At the bottom <laughs> but, of the stairs? But, like, most corpses, like, did, like, made it past the stairs. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Alright, well, I'm gonna go down the stairs then. Um, as you adventure down the stairs, it opens up into a room. In the center of a room is a stone basin, um, and surrounding it are several corpses of various different levels of decay kind of hanging into the basin. From the ceiling, a slow drip of water slowly fills the basin. Gotcha. Okay. It appears that there are no other entrances or exits to this room other than the staircase you just passed through. So I have to pass through the basin? Or I gotta, like, swim swim through it like Mario 6? Well, no, like, it, 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 it's... Maybe I'm not used... Base, basin may not be the right word. Um, it's basically, like, just kind of uh, indention into the floor, kind of like a small, like, stagnant pond that's filling up. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kind of what what size are we talking here? Um, about I would say two feet in diameter. Oh, okay, that's, that's nothing. Like you can walk around. It's just that there is no other exit there's, to this room. There's nowhere else to go besides the base. At least nothing that you can sell. Um, and you said you said there are there are dead people around the basin. Yes. Well. I'm tougher than most people, so I'm going to drink from that basin. All right, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. You'll add five to it. Need a constitution saving throw. Role-playing is James Madison, of course. 15 plus five is a 20. All right, um, as you drink the water, it tastes terrible. Like, as I described, there are corpses hanging around it. Oh, they're not. It's not filtered. Damn it. Yeah. Should have brought my travel um, Brita filter. And as you drink it, you feel, like, this slow darkness somewhat creep in on you, but you manage to repress it, and the far wall uh, begins opening up, revealing a secret door. Okay, so this, this was like a high school party. Like, I had to drink to get in. Yes. Mm. Well, I don't know All if right. I want to be a part of this next room. I mean, you're free to walk out. Like No, as a metaphor... For this podcast, I am going to press on despite all evidence to the contrary. 
that I indeed should stop, I will continue on. As you press on, you arrive in the next room. Most of the room is has this massive pit in it. Uh, you look down and there are spikes jutting up from the pit, uh, once again decorated with those who have came before you. Though a smaller number. Yes, the previous uh, Emma Stone podcast. There are also many pillars uh, up out of the pit as almost little platforms spread apart fairly thoroughly. Additionally, looking at the walls, you see various different holes on the walls. Like from which would spring perhaps darts? Darts or other traps? Did I happen to bring like a full-size crash test dummy? Uh, you do have a fairly uh, filled adventurer's pack. It's mostly your rations, clothes, and other essentials. But that's so the closest a, thing do you have to like a crash test dummy. I have a bedroll then, yeah? Yeah, you have a bedroll. I am going to pull out my bedroll and toss it onto the first uh, platform in front of me. The All right, obvious to, like you should start here platform. All right, uh, they're only about one foot in diameter, so I am going to have you make a strength roll real quick. Ooh, two. You pick up your bedroll, and as you throw it, um, the tie that was holding it kind of wound up, un comes undone. No. Oh. And it kind of flutters, and then it lands on the platform, but then falls off into the pit. Aw, oh, damn it, I'll never sleep again. But uh, when it does hit the platform, uh, you do see a breath of fire come out, but not from one of the holes by the platform, but from a, uh, one of the ones in front of it. Hmm. Uh, the fire goes on for about a second and a half before receding. Are there other pillars that could be my option to start with? Because the fire one does not seem like a great start. There's about three that you think you could feasibly do. Um, there's the one that you can sort of just like kind of uh, take a short little hop to land on. Yeah. Uh, there's one that you're probably going to need a running start and a leap. And then there's one, like, if you're feeling really gutsy and, like, full of yourself and... I already see the cogs in your head turning, Kevin. I will end your adventure if you fail and die. And I'll never <laughs> meet the Emma Stone? You will never re receive the Emma Stone. <sighs> Which one did I just throw the bedroll on that had fire? Yeah, that was the short, the closest okay, one. Okay, well, it's not going to be that one. All right, but keep in mind, the fire didn't shoot onto the pillar where you would have been standing. It shot in front of the pillar. Oh, Oh, well, that's different. I'm going to do that one then. No check needed. It's a fairly simple jump. You hop on and the fire shoots off in front of you. You now have three options, left, right, and middle. Do any of them look dangerous? Like, do any of these rocks have, like, a well, the right one has things or tattoos? Uh, the right one has a Confederate flag on it. Oh, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the right one really looks like it's holding on to, like... <laughs> An era of human history that it should definitely have let go of a long time ago. Like, maybe definitely the super racist one. Also, it's that the right pillar is flying both the Confederate flag and the American flag, which should not. They're counter. They, they're the opposite. Yes. Yeah, so it probably it's not the right one based on your assumptions there. You know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a, a difficult modern day millennial adventurer and I'm gonna hop to the middle. All right, you hop to the middle. I'm gonna need a dexterity saving throw from you. Okie doke. Seven. All right, so that's an eight. As you land on the platform, uh, arrow shoots out, hitting you in the arm. You take two points of damage. Beans! What's my hit points? You have 18 hit points. Now okay. 16. Now 16. 
going on 17. Fellas will fall in line. Yeah, these fellas that oppose me in getting to the Emma Stone will fall in line. You bet your bottom dollar. You now have uh, two options forward. The weather patterns and the wear patterns of having people hop on them have had had they made either one of them look like more kindly? Like, do either of these pillars resemble, say, say my grandmother? Roll me an investigation check. Six. All right, and that's minus two, so it's four. As you're kind of looking it over, you can't really determine like any real differences. Neither of them remind you of your grandmother. Hmm. Was really hoping one of these pillars would remind me of my grandmother. All right. Well. I'll take the right one, because it's the right thing to do. All right, make me a dexterity check. Seventeen. All right, you successfully jump onto the right one. Huzzah! Um, and you hear another trap goes off. Um, this time, several arrows fly behind you. It seems that you were able to avoid danger on this jump. Success. How many more of these do I theoretically have? You have, have one to... more before uh, you can get out of the room. Okay. Um, and this time, you have five choices. Fuck me jumping. Okay. They might. It very well might. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am going to do number two. All right. As you land on number two, the pillar begins to sink. Uh-oh. I, I, I jump off it for the exit. Uh, make me a dexterity check. Two. All right. That's a plus one. Um, as you take that jump for that final thing, your fingers grab hold of the ledge, but the force of you falling ruins your grip and you begin tumbling towards the spikes. Oh boy! I don't- I'm not a- I'm not a magic casting character, huh? I don't know, are you? I don't know, am I? I am uh, now! Alright, what spell would you like to cast? Magic missile. <laughs> Magic missile. Is there a levitate spell that I would know, just like offhand? You you, you know Featherfall. I'll give you that. Featherfall! All right. You cast Featherfall on yourself, and you begin falling at a much slower rate. Success. That you are still in a pit. Hmm. Heading slowly now towards spikes. Okay. 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 Um, can I... (laughs) And are they small spikes, or are we big spikes here? Um, they're varying sizes. Um, 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 and I I have no grappling hook prepared, huh? None prepared. Fuck. You do have a sword. I stick my sword into the side of the wall. All right, make me a strength check. And I have four on my strength roll. Oh, boy. It is not piercing the stone. Yeah! You curse the old man who gave you a dull blade. You have one more action before you hit the spikes. I'm gonna haunt that old man so fucking hard. Shit. I... I I try to grab onto one of the pillars that was next to the one that I was using, you know, and sort of like a bear hug kind of stop myself at all costs. Are you grabbing pillar one or pillar three? Three. All right, you grab onto pillar three. It begins sinking as well. Fuck me! Um, you do still have time. Like, it hasn't fully sunk yet. Okay, I'm gonna try and climb it a little bit to give myself a little bit more time. Alright, strength check. Nat one. Oh. Oh, boy. This pillar reminds you of your grandmother. Oh. You no, hold on no. to your grandmother. Like, it's a nice, touchy moment until you hit spikes. Um, uh, and you take another seven points of damage. Well, that's not great. And I'm down to, um... Eight Nine points? hit points. Nine hit points. Um, well, I'm gonna take a take a bolt of cloth and sort of try and climb one of these pillars. Make me another strength check. Because they've gone so well so far. Nat 20. You immediately grab onto the pillar that looks the least like your grandma. 
climb straight up and hop onto the other end. You're bleeding. My grandma was a strong woman, but she was not you're, a beacon of like physical strength. You're bleeding, but you're on the other side, and the door opens. Oh. You arrive into what appears to be some form of throne room. You see very many piles of gold surrounding the back of the room with a chair. On the chair, you see a small woman uh, wearing a red amulet. You uh, recognize this woman as none other than Emma Stone herself. <gasps> my, my lady. I, I take off my adventurer's cap and I, and I put it to my chest and I bow. You've done well to make it this far. Thank you, my lady. What prize do you seek? I pull out my iPhone. Alright, as you draw your iPhone, I need you to roll initiative. No! Fuck! <laughs> 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 like I gotta fight Emma Oh no! Two! Two on initiative. Alright. Natural 20 on initiative for her. Oh, um, As you reach into your pocket to pull out your iPhone, she stands up and her form begins to shift into that of an ancient red dragon. What the fuck? Well, Emma Stone wasn't in the monster manual, but dragons were. <laughs> I had to improvise. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> she is going to um, use her breath attack on you. I need a dexterity saving throw. Oh fuck. Nat 20! Nat 20! Uh, you just... Barely manage to duck out of the way as a stream of fire floods the room. Can I at least do a sweet backflip for my nat 20? You can do a sweet backflip. Yes! Um, normally you would take full damage, but you have uncanny dodge, so you take no damage. Woohoo! It is your turn. Is is opening up the iTunes podcast app a free action? I would say so, yeah. Alright, I open up the iTunes podcast app, and I find, of course, my only subscribed podcast. Can we get Emma Stone to listen to this? Alright, you pull up your character's podcast and begin playing it. And I, and I run towards the Great Red Dragon, and I'm like, No! Please! I just need you to listen to this! I just need you to listen to this! And I attempt to, like, leap upon the red dragon's back. Alright, make a strength check. Six. Alright, uh, it's a fairly large dragon. You're not sure how firm your hold is, but you are upon their back. Huzzah! Alright, now quick question, Kevin. How long is this podcast gonna be? Uh, approximately an hour, if all goes Alright, so, okay, so each round of combat is essentially six seconds. Okay, so it's gonna take... It's going to take a hundred rounds for her to listen to an entire episode of this podcast. If you can survive a hundred rounds. All right. Well, I got <laughs> I got a lot of snacks in front of me. I'm ready for the <laughs> it is, it is her turn. She's going to attempt to shake you. I need another strength check from you. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, Nine. You are immediately thrown from her back. Yeah, I think all of us could have seen that coming. All right. Uh, she's going to take a bite attack at you. Oh. All right, she hits your AC, and she does 11 points of damage. You are currently unconscious. But the app is still playing. That the would app not have is, stopped the podcast The app is from still playing. playing. Okay. Uh, let's see if she's able to determine the source. Oh, she rolled a natural one. Oh, that means she'll never know where it's coming from. She searches for hours. In frustration, she does kill off your character. That was illuminating. Both both the interview, sure, but I'm talking more specifically about the doctor's visit, where he told me that the secret 
to not seeing the entire world as a series of hamburgers and hot dogs was to consume food, which I had sort of forgotten to do in my blind, unceasing quest to get Emma Stone to listen to this. Ma'am, there is a reason we pay these guys. There is, there is a reason that we go to see doctors. I know you, you can have your home remedies. You know, you can, you, can, you can get a cut, rub some dirt on it, take a walk. It'll, it'll feel better, sure. But there's a reason that medical professionals exist. And I forget that sometimes. When I'm doing surgery on myself, I forget that we have an entire profession of people who do this for a living and many of them are quite good at it. Now, I don't believe that everyone should have access to them. I mean, if you wanted to go see a doctor, you shouldn't have bought that iPhone. Like, if you wanted access to it, if you wanted to be able to afford your doctor, why are you buying all of those iPhones? And hey, <laughs> I'm not speaking from, like, a position of privilege. I used to be just like you. I used to buy nothing but iPhones. Like, I, I, I would not pay my water bill. I would fill a tub full of iPhones and cleanse myself in that way. Instead of eating food, I would consume iPhones. And that's how I met Dr. Man, was when he first said, hey, we, I, was at, I was at a bodega, and I was chomping down on an iPhone. And he says, hey, why, 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 what are you doing? And I, and I said, oh, I'm, you know, midday snack gotta gotta get some protein in me so that i don't eat junk food while i'm waiting between lunch and dinner and he's like why don't you eat like almonds or cat anything besides what you're eating and i was like who 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 made you the expert and he's like i, I i'm a doctor and i'm like who, who died and put you in charge of my diet and he's like my dad Dr. Man Sr. thing. And I said, well, that's, that's perfectly valid. I'm going to stop eating all these iPhones. And you know what? After that point, after growing up rich and being born incredibly healthy, I was able to afford health insurance. And that's, I think it's a lesson we can all take to heart. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. I'm going to leave this doctor's office. I've kind of had enough of them trying to stifle my creativity. Uh, I have been TV's Kevin Lanigan. You can follow me on the social media platform of your choice at TV's Kevin Lanigan. You can find my other podcast, the Puffin Publishing Podcast, on all the major podcast publishing platforms. And you can find my YouTube show, Doomed to You, at youtube.com. And if you want to find my guest, you can follow him on Twitter at Kelly Herald. K-E-L-L-E-H-E-R-A-L-D. I hope I spelled that right from memory. And I'll be back next week with a very special surprise for you. No guest next week. I have something, I have something else big planned that I think you're going to enjoy. But until that time, we will end this week's show as we end all of our shows. With the... How do I, how do I end this show? Panicking, panicking, panicking. What do I do when I panic? I sing. For beautiful, for spacious eyes. We will end this show as we end every show. Hey, Emma Stone, if you're out there, stone yourself. Stone, Stone your way over to me and let me know that you heard my show.
This has been a Talkback Podcast.